You are now listening to The Open Canvas. Open Canvas, this is Taj Alexander. I'm here with a returning guest, someone that has sort of seen the growth of Open Canvas from its inception. Also just someone that I, I truly respect in terms of his work ethic, in terms of what he does for his career, and also what he does for his personal and passion. Without any further ado, introduce yourself, man. This is Samson Abella. Thank you, Tosh. Yeah, man. For those who don't know, um, Samson has been on the podcast before, like one of the first, I think the fifth episode. Um, yeah, I think it was the fifth. Yeah, when we did an episode with the arena. I- I'm really happy that we're able to get you on again, man, because I just feel like your story, just from the little bit that I know, you know, is some something that's really powerful. And like for the- your friends and the people that we both know have seen you sort of develop over the years. Everyone just has nothing but respect for you. I think your reputation in, in terms of like how you handle yourself and how you treat others is, is like above par, you know. So I feel Damn. like <laughs> you know, so I feel like having you on the podcast is like yeah, necessary. Appreciate, appreciate having me, man. Absolutely, man, absolutely. I mean we were talking earlier about a whole bunch of stuff. I think the arena had a closing party. Yeah. For the yeah. initial uh, location. Can you talk about that a little yeah, bit? Yeah, for sure. So, so you know, the arena, the way it was incepted, the way it started was just, it was an apartment. It was three dudes living in there. We all moved from Boston in 2013. I'm from LA originally, but I was living out there. So we all moved down. It's our first experience in New York. We're like, all right, let's throw a little housewarming party. So it was like probably, it was June, June of 2013. We throw a housewarming party on the roof, have a little cookout. 30 close friends, nothing nothing crazy, but it was just like, yo, the energy was just there. Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. something about the spot. Like, I had this magnetic feel. Like, people were having a great time. Very diverse group of people. So, we're like, yo, let's let's build on this. Yeah. Let's make this something. Yeah. Later on that summer, it just kind of blew. It just kind of organically blew into something else. We had rooftop parties, like 100 people. Kept growing, kept growing. Yeah. Um, and then it came to a point... I think it was the the summer afterwards, or maybe two summers afterwards. But we threw one banger that just wasn't wasn't <laughs> sitting well with the neighbors. So we had like 250 people up on the roof. Great times, like four DJs, crazy. Like this is like from 2 p.m. all the way until midnight. Neighbors weren't having it, to yeah. say the least. The yeah. next day, so like, all right, let's make this let's make this shit legit. So at that point, we end up you know stepping out of the apartment and throwing parties in different venues and that kind of led to a, a plethora of things you know we started doing we did a party for art basil we threw um just this past summer we threw a party at knockdown center we had t-pain come through for a special performance so that was crazy it was, yeah. it was it's nuts dog it's just kind of crazy to hear the story but it all really just it all came from that apartment mm. it came from this spot where we just kicked it and we had homies come through when homies were were making their way in New York and they didn't have a place to stay, we would have people stay on the couch for, yeah. for like six months at a time. Like that was that was like our like safe spot. Yeah. Um and even after we started throwing parties outside of the crib, we still had like small get togethers there, just something, you know, for the for the friends and fam. So so yeah, this year everyone moved out. I moved out a year ago. I moved to Best Out with my girl. Um Josh has been moved out. He went to Miami, then he went to uh Baltimore, but Elliot just moved out so we close down the spot. Mm-hmm. So, you know, in order to set it off as a farewell, we, we invited all the day one homies, all the day one arena fans, That's real. That's real. all that. And we threw a banger, one last banger, dog. Yeah. It was nuts. Yeah, was can, you, can you paint the picture that night? Because I know for those who follow you guys and on Instagram and stuff, they saw like the stories and everything. Yeah, yeah. So the thing is, we couldn't yeah. make it public because obviously it's like yeah, a small thing. Yeah, yeah, kind of yeah. like a, you know, it was all through text. Um, but we called it the move out. And started off slow. It was just like, you know, all the homies kicking it. We had a DJ set up. We had the LR Kill, obviously. He's always 
He's always uh, the number one DJ. Shout out to him. Um, and then we had Greenwood come through. Always, always there. Dude is super loyal to the arena. Always there for production. Mm-hmm. Uh, the homegirl, Zephyr Ant, came through. She spun. The homie Ant Blue came through. Yeah. So it was just fam, dog. It was nice, crazy. Nice. But but the shit got lit. Like <laughs> Once it hit like 1130, like 11 o'clock, mm-hmm. it, got, it got crazy in there. Really? There's just, uh, uh, yeah, we had a couple <laughs> extra t-shirts from um, past parties. Yo, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so yeah. Just throwing out t-shirts. It was crazy. My, yeah, yo, yeah, I still yeah. got my the arena ting. Uh, yeah, man, yo, so. like, that's a classic t-shirt. I just want to say like a lot of people. That, yo, like, it's crazy whenever, how. Whenever I wear it, yeah. it's like people are like, yo, you have one of those. That's you wild. know, you, you created like a cultural moment with that t-shirt. Yeah, that, t- that, that, that party tee was wild. So, <laughs> um, the spot jumped, man, especially when like. When God's plan came down, like mm. everyone was jumping, everyone was jumping. <laughs> Did you guys get any complaints? Or? Nah, what, that's what's crazy about that's it. Real, that's is real. that that's what we're worried about? That's mm. what we kind of made a little earlier, but um, nah, no complaints, which was crazy. Yeah, because we had it bumping, like we yeah. had like full-on speakers <laughs> in the crib. Yeah, yeah, I guess um, they respected the movement. They understood yeah, what yeah, was they, going they, on. Yeah, they knew it was good. They knew what time um, it was. <laughs> so yeah, it's kind of emotional, man. To be honest with you, because mm. you know so much love has come mm. into that spot. Like, yeah. People have met there. People that are st- like our couples now yeah. met in that apartment. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like a lot of stuff has gone down in that apartment. A lot of a lot of good things. A lot of good people connecting. So it was kind of sad to see it go, but it's just yeah. kind of the end of an era. You got to respect it. Mm. And uh, yeah, we did it the right way. Yeah, that, that's the right way. That's the perfect way to put it. You guys definitely did it the right way. I feel like you know you guys are definitely like when you say you created moments for people. You know, it's yeah. like the, the parties were like just facilitating moments and creating sure. moments with people that, that we still live with today, you know? And I feel like you guys are, are definitely sort of like a, a standard for that, you know? So I'm just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Appreciate yeah that, definitely man. very, Appreciate I, it's that. like, you know, and people can feel like they can take ownership and mm-hmm. feel proud of what you guys have done, yep. you know? It's like everyone's a part of your story. So yeah, yeah, yeah. it's dope, man, it's dope. So yeah, I, I feel like, um, you know, you, you sort of move under the radar in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. but you're doing so much. Uh, shout out to Mr. Deadhead. We had him on um, recently, yeah. and um, you know he was like just mentioning, you know, just bigging you up. And I don't think a lot of people really know exactly what you do, even though mm-hmm. what you do is like next level shit, you know. So yeah, you man. Could- so it's it's, it's kind of crazy. A lot of people, a lot, most people don't know what I do yeah. for a living, like my my day job. Yeah. And it's not nine to five. It's like a seven to like. It's a seven to six, basically. Right. Right. Um, so my background, I went to school. I went to engineering school, Carnegie Mellon. Pittsburgh, studied civil engineering, did a minor in uh, architecture. So I've always had, ever since I was a kid, I've always loved building. Like, that's what I did. You know, growing up with my dad, we remodeled our entire house. Like, I love that shit. You know what I'm saying? So I've always had an eye for architecture, always loved just the process of building. Yeah. Like that, just that concept of like starting with nothing, being able to plan out things and actually create a space for people to inhabit is, yeah. is wild to me. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, and actually doing it in a, in a clever way. So what I do, I work for a construction management company. So I wear hard hat and boots every day, mm-hmm. and I'm out there on on construction sites, literally coordinating with construction workers, architects, engineers, and actually making it happen. My specialty, I'm, I'm an exterior exterior facade, exterior roofs, all that. That's like my specialty, but I could build everything. Yeah. Um, so I've been doing that for like seven years now. It's kind of wow. crazy. Wow. So man. I've been doing like, start off in Boston, built two buildings out there. Mm-hmm. Um, now I'm on my second building in New York, and it's just it's just wild to see. It's all about the process. You yeah, know what I mean? yeah. And uh, I love it. I love it. But a lot of people don't know I, that's what I do. You know? <laughs> yeah. I'm man. I'm up at like 5 a.m. every day going yeah, to work. It's yeah. wild. It's wild, and I love it. I yeah. love it. I mean, there's certain parts of it that are like 
that are frustrating because mm-hmm. the industry is so so behind it's the construction industry mm-hmm. right so just the mindset of the people are very behind yeah um but but at the end of the day i love it man and it's it's something that i, I was, it's a core it's like in my core yeah building like i'm no matter what i'm doing whether i were to stop doing this i'm always gonna be building something that's real someone that's real you know? yeah absolutely um, absolutely yeah and i, I just that's why I see you're dedicated to it, man. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. it's very it's it's rare to find people who actually like are dedicated and like you said, it's at the core, like your career is at the core of who you are. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's it's great that you found something that you can sort of be able to embody like a part of yourself through. Yeah, you know, so sure. that's dope, man. That's sure. dope. So let's let's like reel it back even a little yeah, bit yeah, further. Yeah, yeah. Like where exactly are you were you born? Where are you from? Yeah, you so born in Redondo Beach, California, mm-hmm. outside of LA. West Coast kid at heart, but I love the East Coast grind. Yeah, you feel me? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, I'm from out there. Love where I'm from, but I always wanted a taste of the East. Mm. There's something about New York. Ever mm. since I was a kid, I've always loved. I've wanted to see the big buildings. I wanna yeah. want to feel that fast pace. You feel me? <laughs> was it like music or something that you sort of like just piqued the curiosity? For yeah, you? Like, yeah. So I mean, as a, at an early age, East Coast hip hop, you can't <laughs> deny. Like, mm-hmm. I, I still love my Tupac, still love my my Snoop, my West Coast shit. But yeah. But East Coast is like That's where hip hop started right? <laughs> what so, artists were you listening to? I mean heavy Heavy Nas yeah. Heavy Nas Heavy J Just like heavy Like mm-hmm. literally mm-hmm. Going through the entire discography Like like addicted to every track Yeah You know what yeah. I'm saying Like studying Studying, yeah. studying that <laughs> shit You know what I'm saying For real, For real. Um, And hearing about their Their stories And hearing about the areas They're talking about Like I wanted a taste of that You know Right right um, That's always why I also had like This, this like you know, fantasization of, of Bed-Stuy. Bed-Stuy mm. has always been this. Now, now I live there and I love it. Yeah, um, yeah. But I've always been drawn to it just, just through the music from a young age. Mm. Um, but yeah, so I, I grew up in LA, went to went to college in Pittsburgh. Mm. That's where I met some. That's where I met Elliot, actually. Elliot and me went to college together. We weren't that close out there, but that's where we met. Yeah. Um, and then I moved to Boston after that for a full-time gig with the company I'm still with right now. Okay. Yeah, so I started off over there. Boston was cool. Boston was really where I, I was able to figure out what I wanted to do. Mm. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Because you, you go from college where like you're always around people, you're always doing all this stuff, and you go to like your first like grown-up experience, you have an apartment, mm. you have a job. It's like what else do I do? Like yeah. I'm not I'm never one to like, you know, the past generations are like, oh you get a job, you do that shit for 30 years and 40 years, whatever, then you retire, blah blah blah. Nah, like I always wanted to just like explore my different interests and my different hobbies so i was able to do that in boston that's like where i really found my passion in photography yeah because i didn't have i didn't really have homies there when i first got out there i right. had like two friends that i knew and that's it yeah so what did i do I, I got a camera and i just went around and shot and explored the neighborhood what made you even like pick up a camera like what uh i've always had interest so like in college even i had i took one black and white class black and white photography class in the dark room and i fell in love with that yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. I fell in love with it. I was like, yo, this is like film. The pro- Again, it goes back to the process. Like having that process and understanding it and like being able to um, maneuver it in a clever way like that. I love that type of stuff. Yeah. You know, and yeah. seeing the end product. So I've always loved it from that point. Got a digital camera, started shooting that summer after college. Um, and then I picked up a film camera in Boston. And I was at this thrift store and I saw this camera. I was like, yo, what is that? I was like, all right. And I, I talked to the dude that was working there, and there was like a dent on the lens. It's actually section this camera I have right here. That's crazy. Yeah, that's wow. the, I actually see that dent right there. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So, so he was trying to charge me a hundred dollars. I'm like, yo, look at this dent right here. You know, I was trying to hustle him. You know, he was trying to hustle. <laughs> him. So I brought him down to forty. So mm. I've been shooting with this camera for 
like like five years now. That's crazy. And this is like my this is my baby. This is my go to. Like wow. I love, I know every, like me and this camera we work so well together. Yeah. You know, yeah, man. I know crazy. every every click every like every <laughs> small detail. Yeah. I love it. So it's, it's almost like a person. You know. Yeah. Like no, for real, yeah. For real. Yeah. Um. So I got into photography out there. Met some people. Uh, and Boston's a weird, weird town. Like it's not really culturally forward. It's a big, like college town. You feel me? So mm-hmm. people, people go to school there and then they bounce and they leave. Right, right. Um, but I was, I was able to meet some cool. That's where I met Derek actually. Okay. Yellow yeah. Arkell. Yeah. That's where I met Blake. Me mm-hmm. and Blake met at a Kendra concert. This is Shout like. Out to Blake, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah the blackout. Yes. Um, so me and Blake, we met at a Kendra concert. This is before everyone even knew Kendra. Yeah, I'm like thinking like. Yeah. Wow. This is 2011. Jeez. So this is, this is before Section 80. This is like when OD came out, yeah, and I was a big fan because I'm I'm from I'm from Carson, California, right? right? right so, yeah. and we met there, and we just connected. It's also where I met Max. Yeah, yeah of course. You know, yeah, Max, yeah. Right? shout out to so, Max, yeah, man. So yeah. the whole boss. He's killing it, by the way, with the t-shirts. Yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. Continue. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's it's funny, man. But I came to a point where I'm like, yo. I'm over Boston. Mm. I need to make this New York now. Boston was always a pit stop. Yeah, it was always yeah. a pit stop. Mm-hmm. But I'm happy I did it because that's where I was able to make a good core of like friends with the same type of movement. Right. And then we all kind of just drifted to New York. That's kind of crazy. That's real. Yeah. So I've been here for for five years now. Literally moved here February 13, 2013. Yeah, that's real. So. What do you think made everyone like that that core you connected with in Boston yeah. move to New York? Like. You hit a ceiling. The, the ceiling yeah. in Boston is super low. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you you for DJs, for photographers, for whatever you're trying to do creatively, there's a ceiling to it. Or there's like you know, there there aren't many opportunities out there for mm-hmm. that. You know what I'm saying? So everyone kinda knows each other, everyone's cool, but it's like if you really want to expand and do your own stuff, you right. got you got to move to New York. Yeah, you got to move to New York or LA or whatever, whatever you're doing. Yeah. Boston just wasn't there for it. Right. You so, know what I'm saying? Yeah. So for you moving to New York initially, what was that like for you? Was it like this is where I've always wanted to be? Yeah, dog. It was, it was straight <laughs> up like, yo, this is this was my plan. Like I yeah. had a plan. I was like, yo, I'm gonna go to Boston. I'm gonna be there for like year and a half, two years. Get my get my shit right, and then move to New York. Yeah. And I did that. Yeah. So it was a huge like, yo, I'm doing what I said I was gonna do. Right. You know what I'm saying? And like, being able to do that is like, it, it's it's rare. It's like it's, it's hard to, to make like big life decisions like that mm. or life plans and actually execute them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it was, it was super fulfilling That's to actually real. make it happen. That's real. Make it happen. Actually get down here. So I've been I've been loving it, man. It's because. It, New York is just the mecca of everything that I've wanted to do, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. As far as construction and buildings, like, this is where you build. If, I, if you can build in New York, you can build anywhere. Right. Straight up. Right, right. And it's like, mm-hmm. it goes down to, like, logistics. Like, it's mm-hmm. it's difficult for anything out here, you yeah. know? Talk about um, it. And then photography, and then just, like, art, music, everything's out here. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so I just feel blessed, man. I feel blessed <laughs> to be able to have the tools and the, the ability to do it. Yeah, man. Yeah. So... So like moving here initially, was there any like struggle or like anything that you were like, man, I have to work through this in order to get to where I want to be? There's always struggle no matter what, right? But I feel like the most struggle that I had was in Boston and being ready to come mm-hmm. to New York. Yeah. Like being ready mentally, being ready financially, being ready like career wise to be like, all right, now I'm making that move. Yeah. And I'm lucky, dog, because like coming into new york and like finding a friend circle and doing all that it takes time like right. new york is a city where you could be it, it you could be you know 
very social or it could be very lonely. Like, mm-hmm. it's like, it's hard to meet people out here and meet people that move the way you do mm-hmm. and also just trust people out here. True, true. Um, mm-hmm. So I was blessed to, like, come down with a community that I already trusted. That's right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And have friends that are already here. So I, I got, I was blessed, man. I was yeah. able to really step in here and know how I want to navigate and then the arena kind of like birthed and then we already had a we built a community around that right um around our spot like it was there's no effort towards yeah. it it was such a, like an organic type of thing right that i mean there's always struggle uh no day is no day is easy but i think i think the amount of struggle that i had before leading up to it is where it really was yeah yeah and you like use that that period of struggle to sort of like learn yeah you know, so that now you can sort of yeah. like kill it and, you know? and learn about myself too mm. you know i mean mm. i'm still learning no matter what but like that's where i really found myself yeah definitely um, so yeah that's real man so like i i see you and what you do as, as someone who like you know, you're making connections with people. Mm-hmm. You're sort of also you have creative output that you're doing, like mm-hmm. with your photography, and you know it's, it's definitely impacting people. You know, I think your aesthetic, your your eye for what you do, and like even just hearing the story about your camera, I had no idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like your history, yeah. you know, with that, and it's like, you know, I feel like for for you, like you're one of those people that can sort of like have a creative output, but also it's reaching people in a way where they can actually like see themselves in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, it seems like your, your creativity is more democratic, mm. you know, in regards to like, you know, how can you capture moments that are painting pictures for people? Like this is, this is our life. Yeah. You know, this is, yeah, you're yeah. documenting our whole experience, you <laughs> no, know, through sure. your work. So sure. like, do you even see your work that way or like your photography? No, nah, I mean, n- not really. I mean, mm. I, I think my photography is a reflection of my life. Like yeah. it's just a reflection of my experiences. And I, I feel like, I'm living my best life right now. Yeah. So like, yeah. you know, whether it's through the party photography or if it's just like hanging with the, with the homies and I'm taking flicks or I'm doing shoots for like paid shoots or whatever it is, it's just a reflection of what I'm seeing, what I'm doing. Mm. And I and I do think that my gift is my eye. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? And it helps me out obviously with photography, but also even with building. Like I have the eye. I know exactly aesthetically how to accomplish something. I know how to break things down mm. and get to that point. And I get my eye from my father. My father's an artist too, so I feel like I really took that from him at an early age and kind of like held on to that. What type of artist? He does uh, charcoal portraits. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so he did that. So my, my parents are they're immigrants from Ethiopia, so they fled. They had to leave the country in like the early 70s. They met in Sudan actually as refugees, and um, my dad was an artist, so like they were part of this big group. He would just like literally do art all day and that's like kind of what helped you know maintain the the house they were living in it was kind of crazy so then then they then they end up coming to uh the u.s in the early 80s uh yeah early 80s and um and yeah so he was doing that for a bit but then he didn't really know how to market his art you know what i'm saying like he he does like fine african art Mm -hmm. fine art Mm -hmm. um portraits and he wasn't he didn't understand what the market was yeah so he ended up like stop doing that and try to get like a job you know in order to actually survive in the, in the u.s live, yeah um and and he still does a little bit but I'm, I'm trying to push him to do a lot more right yeah because his his talent's crazy yeah his talent's nuts man um i wish i could show you a picture right now actually let me, let me yeah definitely yeah, yeah. definitely um so he's uh, i've been trying to motivate him you know what i'm saying <laughs> to get back into it because he's about to retire mm. and i just feel like he he needs to he needs to focus on that because he has an eye and a talent that's super rare yeah like super realistic uh portraits Definitely. um here's like here's here's one right here Man. yeah Sheesh. yo yeah yo. It's, 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 <laughs> it's 
it's not wow. so anyway wow so i i get a lot from him mm. just like just that that eye and that focus wow, um, wow. so yeah it, it's it's really just trying to reflect what i'm experiencing yeah that's what i feel like my photography is yeah you mentioned family like i know your your sister as well but like yeah. do you have any other siblings as well no it's just me and my sister okay yeah, so, yeah, so yeah. was that dynamic like for you yeah. growing up uh great dog i mean we're super close <laughs> yeah me and my yeah. sister are like tight like, right. she's she's like she's my homie mm-hmm. um but i mean it's, it's the typical shit like she's two years younger than me mm-hmm. so we used to bicker and fight all the time but that's my road dog that's my road dog yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah i love my sister that's real man that's yeah. real so would you say like i mean even just mentioning your father mm-hmm. and sort of his creative work like was that was creativity and like art something you were just like around all the time or, or was yeah it yeah so so growing up i definitely was around it um but I was such an analytical kid. Like I was always math and science was my was my shit. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. And I never really figured out what my artistic outlet would be. Like mm. what would it be? I tried to draw. I could draw a little bit, but not. I'm not that. I'm not talented like that. Mm-hmm. I tried even like to play the guitar a little bit. I was trying to figure out at an early age. like what is, what is my thing? You know, yeah. looking at my dad. What is my thing? And I never really found it until later on in, in age when I was. I guess what 19 20 20 yeah 20 years old and i found that finding but it was always around but i was such like a math kid like i love numbers yeah. I, I still love numbers so yeah i think it just came it came later on in life that's real and it's like it's good that you even mentioned that because you have you know people who think oh they're just like super creative and just just artistic and you know, yeah it's, it's just straight math up, and science up. but like I think now more than ever, people are realizing you can be multi-dimensional. The, the time is know? now. The time is now yeah. where we're realizing that you know that we could do everything. We mm. could do whatever we want. Like you don't have to just have a day job. You could have your day job and your side gig. You could. You could. We have our brains are so massive, dog, and we don't use hardly any of it. You know what I'm saying? We don't. We don't. Yeah. And we yeah. all have the left and right hand side. So mm. it's just about being able to to really exercise that side of your brain. And use it for something. Yeah. Because why not? Right. Why right. not? Why not? That's what makes life exciting for me yeah. at least. It's like yeah. when I can sort of challenge myself to do something outside of my comfort zone. Like I was yeah. telling you, like with the the parties and yeah, stuff. And, yeah, and emceeing, like doing that, like I'm realizing how fun it is. You know, right. and just to even yeah. see people react to it. It's like we, we gotta challenge ourselves. Exactly, man. It's like at the at the end of the day, it's like usually the thing that you can't see yourself doing mm-hmm. is something you should actually try. <laughs> Straight you know, up. it's like Straight give up. yourself the, the benefit of the doubt and try it. Yeah. You know? No, no, no. For so real. for sure, man. That's real, man. Yeah, so so I'm, I'm like happy to, that you even said that like that's that's who we really are yeah you know i feel like that's gonna like bring out more of like the human side in people Definitely. when you can like actually tap into what you're actually interested in but yeah, also yeah, like yeah. find something else and explore and create and still find new ways to express yourself Word. you know that's what no, being a human is you know for so. sure it's like getting out of that bubble everyone feels mm-hmm. like they have like one bubble you got to fit in yeah and that's it when it's like we create what we want to do right right we create our destinies you know what i'm saying so i mean i'm not saying it like i'm you know I want to practice what I preach too. Like mm. it's, a, it's it's a daily struggle. Like I want right. to be able to really focus in on all my interests and try to prioritize. That's mm. my biggest struggle. Yeah, honestly, it's like yeah. prioritizing where I want to put my time. Mm. That's real. So so how do you do it? <laughs> I don't sleep. <laughs> Straight up. Right, right. Get as much time in the day as you can. I don't sleep. <laughs> Espressos. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, nah, but not for real. It, it's it's a struggle, dog. It's really mm. a struggle because mm. work might pick up and there might be you know times where. I want to do more shooting or I want to do this more creative stuff and I can't because I have work and this is mm. what needs to happen right now yeah like recently like 
what this past month I had a huge milestone to hit. Yeah. And I worked literally every day for like 22 days. It was nuts. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So it's tough when like stuff like that happens, but it's really trying to prioritize and trying to. What I've been trying to do recently. Mm. You ever heard of the 80/20 rule? Of course. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. really trying to apply the 80/20 rule. Explain that. For yeah. And if anyone don't yeah. know, it, it basically spending 80% of your time on 20% on the the most important 20% of things you got to do. Mm. So if you had like a list of 10 things you have to do, the top two things on that list, spend 80% of your time focusing on that mm. those two items right there. Wow. wow. Because we often like everyone does, like I do all the time too, we often get so muddled up about trying to do too much <clears throat> and how do we do that? And we end up be- being unproductive that way. Yeah. Yeah. So I've seen that 80/20 rule really affect me in a, in a positive way throughout my th- different aspects of my life right right um so i've been trying to apply that the last like six months it's yeah. been it's been helpful how so what type of aspects would you say whether it's at work i need to complete certain things i'm like all right today i'm focusing on these two things mm-hmm. other stuff they can wait mm-hmm. i'm gonna push them down the line i don't need to complete this to-do list mm-hmm. on a personal stuff i'm working on a website right now a personal website nice so trying to figure out how I want to prioritize my time and working on that too. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's tough, man. It's like mm-hmm. we're our, we're our biggest enemies. Yeah, you know what I'm saying yeah. it's like you got to recalibrate yourself every day. Yeah, yeah. yeah you know, yeah, it's yeah. like you, it's not like a setting that you set and then okay, I'm good for the rest of my life. Yeah. It's like every day you have to make the decision mm-hmm. to do that. And I'm glad you're saying all this too, man, because I think like for us, like who are, we are, young creatives, we're young professionals, young entrepreneurs, whatever you want to label it. Mm-hmm. It's like I think Instagram is like. It's, it's great but it's also like it just shows the results yeah you know and people are like man this person's killing it yeah yeah Yo, yeah. he's putting out this type of output mm-hmm. he's doing this he's doing mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. and people don't really see or know or how the to process. do it the yeah. process yeah. and like I think you mentioned it a couple times you kept saying process mm-hmm. and like that's a huge thing you gotta fall in love with the process mm-hmm. you know more than the results <laughs> even you gotta yeah, yeah, enjoy yeah. what you're actually doing to get to where you wanna go exactly and I think a lot of us especially in our generation we have to sort of fall in fall back in love with the process yes you know because when all we we see yeah yeah, we get distracted by results you know and we start Mm. comparing other people's results to our results and like yeah so like it's 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 falling back in love with why you're doing what you're doing and also figuring out like you said prioritizing Mm. what's really important Mm. you know and and even having this type of conversation yeah like we need to have more of these type of conversations you know because for i think for a lot of us it's like we see our friends around at, at events and parties and like we don't really know what they're going through yeah you know we say yeah. what's up but it's like un- unless we're having a real conversation and like even encouraging someone and saying yo like keep doing what you're doing mm-hmm. or like you know how do you do how do you do it you yeah know, i think yeah it's a huge ego thing we don't want to ask we like, ask yeah because like, we want to seem like we're killing it but no like, yeah, like no like how, we how do you all gotta use each other's resources yeah we're all, we're all together yeah like, man it's community that's real that's real man and, and it's just just to piggyback on what you were saying really trying to trust trust your process trust your art you know what i'm saying like that that's difficult like i i struggle with that yeah i struggle with that you know based off of just having such an analytical mind yeah. you know what i'm saying yeah like at work or whatever i'm doing a plus b equals c mm. you feel me like it's mm. it's so like matter of fact mm. that i know how to get to a goal and i can get it yeah. you know what i'm saying whereas creatively in art it's not that it's not that simple yeah you know what i'm saying yeah. mm. and it's really subjective and you start getting into your own head and you're like oh what if i do this and like <laughs> being analytical i'm like my mind is just racing right, you know what i'm saying going, yeah yeah so i'm i'm trying to really trust my art more and um 
and and just just go with it yeah. go with it you know that's, that's crazy when i think about it because like in architecture i mean i'm not telling you anything yeah, yeah, you know everything yeah. about this but like you know there's no room for like you know like if if if, if, so, if there's a mistake mm-hmm. like that that could be like the the failure of a yeah, building yeah, you know something up. could like mess up and everything's people vetted can, people can lose their lives yes. <laughs> because yeah. of a mistake yeah, yeah, yeah. so there's no room for it's like not, uh like let's figure this out yeah, and like yeah, yeah, yeah. let's let's play around with different options there's exactly. only one way to get this right yeah. you know but like creatively there's multiple ways to express yourself yeah you know so i feel like again it's like having a multi-dimensional way of thinking using all of your brain it's like understanding like there is one way to think in a certain arena yeah i mean pun intended yeah, but yeah, like yeah. you know in another arena you could actually like use a different way of thinking to sort of get the result that you're looking for so i see that man definitely definitely man so a lot of people would like to know in regards to like the work that you do mm-hmm. is like how do you see yourself taking what you creatively do and then being able to like create a business out of it like yeah. how, how do you how do you take what you do and even like find a way to monetize it or yeah 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 so um my plan or what i'm looking at right now as far as building wise you know architecture wise Mm -hmm. i want to start my own company yeah with some friends Mm -hmm. that's my plan right now i'm just i'm learning a lot right right using a lot of resources yeah i want to apply that to my Mm. own thing i'm not i'm not trying to work for a company for 20 years to do whatever to work my way up Mm. i want it now right because i I know i have the tools and i have the experience to do that that's real um with that being said on a photography standpoint I really want to level up this year mm. and take it more serious, take myself more seriously. Mm. Cause I think I think I'm my, my biggest enemy. Mm. Um, and play more offense. Like that, that's 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 a big thing too. Play yeah. more offense. Like yeah. if I want to book a shoot, or if I want this or that, go up to you know reach out to the media companies or do this and do that. Right. So so that's my plan right now. I'm still trying to figure out exactly how that how that happens. Yeah. Um, but I'm really trying to change my mindset. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Like, and, and I, I see that, man. It's like, I, I think we've talked about even on the last episode that we did. It's like um, taking ownership of what you do. Yeah. You know, I yeah. think, um, I mean, of course, getting into the game or whatever you're doing, you're sort of contributing to someone else's work, mm-hmm. you know, and professionally, you're contributing to someone else's company even. But I think that's a goal that we should all have is like, if we see value in what we do, how can we like have equity in our, yeah. our value yeah, you know yeah. instead of just you know giving our value to other other things or other entities so yeah. like i feel like that's that's a, a powerful position mm-hmm. to sort of like mm-hmm. look at things from man yeah. so so yeah yeah definitely I, I i talk about that a lot you yeah know? it's so, so important. i'm trying to position myself for that i don't know what i'm trying to figure out the timing of that yeah and trying to be smart about that but um that's the plan yeah that's man. the loose plan right now you got my support man like, i feel like <laughs> Thanks, brother. it seems like whatever you put your mind to it sort of comes to fruition so like it, this is only just going to continue that legacy that you're thank making you, for yourself you, man you, thank you for sure thank for you, sure man. yeah i think like um yeah how do you even see like the the scene now like culturally like in new york now that you've been here for five plus six years almost like yeah, five years yeah. how would you say like the the scene has sort of grown um since you first got here Man, that's that's a crazy question. Because <laughs> it's always changing. It's yeah, always evolving. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um and, and it's just like I'm getting older too. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm twenty nine. When I came here I was twenty four. Yeah. Um so there's a lot of new kids in the in you know, in the scene now. Mm-hmm. Which is cool, which is dope. I love seeing it. I love seeing like new stuff happening, new stuff popping. And I, I think the scene is I think it's great, dog. I mean New York is really where people it's, it's it's great seeing young young kids come through the city and make something of their own. Yeah. Whether it's whatever whatever they're doing, right. you know what I'm saying? It's kind of inspirational, even if you're older. Mm. Um, the scene is it's just an ever changing thing. I can't even I 
can't even remember what it was like mm. five years ago yeah. to be honest with you that's true I yeah. remember some spots you know like I remember just just how spots have grown out spots have like turned over to new management just people in general how they hang out are a little different um, but I think it's overall kind of the same yeah. because even back then it was always changing yeah you know yeah I see I, I think the same thing too like when I really think about like five years ago I yeah. can't really like yeah. pinpoint it because I think like we're, we're living in the present so often you know and like sort of experiencing the now yeah and like for me I, I sort of see like for when I first got to the city like like you said before it's like you have to make a decision you can be at all the events you can be out but not really connecting with people mm-hmm. you know and like you see the difference you notice when like you're out and about and people are really like genuinely like connecting yeah, and actually yeah, yeah, like yeah, experiencing yeah. each other yeah or if it's just like a scene you know a superficial scene yeah. thing you know so I think that's sort of what, what I, I'm seeing more and more of is like and this is a good thing is like I, I'm seeing more and more people being intentional mm-hmm. about like actually connecting with people yeah you know and, and I, I like seeing that you know even if it's not even to network it's just yeah. to get to know people yeah like I, I enjoy yeah. seeing that so yeah. I also feel like that's that's an element of like where we're at in general because mm-hmm. like I feel like you could still find there's still always going to be those those events that are just very scenic you know yeah. what I'm saying yeah and I, I think we're at a point where we're, we're past that obviously yeah. we know there's no value in that mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and it's like going to and supporting the friends like supporting your homies at their own events yeah and connecting with people and like you're in like just connecting with your community in a way yeah I'm doing a lot more of that like I don't really I, when I go out I'm going out and I'm going out to either a party that we're throwing right. number one right Number two, someone a homie's DJing at, or a friend is hosting, or a friend is throwing the party. Right. Typically, that's where I'm going out now. I'm mm. not. I'm not going out chasing the night like I used to when I was 24. Yeah. You know. Yeah. For sure. So I think. I think for me, that's that's. I think that's what's flipped in mindset. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I see it too, man, and it, and, it's, and it feels good because you again, it's like you can sort of have more focus. You know, with yeah. your life and, yeah. and that your energy. You know, especially you're explaining your work and stuff like mm-hmm. that. I think that's what people struggle with too. Is like, especially in a city like in New York, it's like when we're hustling, like, 12, 13, 14 hours a day plus. Yeah, it's like we also want to live and enjoy our life at yeah, the same yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. So how can we balance being like for you with your like crazy work schedule, but also being able to like have fun? Yeah, like just enjoy life. No, for real. You know, it's, it's a tough, uh, tough balance, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's possible. It is. You know? It's definitely possible. Yeah. You just got to be committed to it. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah. So I, I think um, what I'm looking forward to seeing is like when, like, we're not only just like having events, but also like communities are actually seeing like their their place in it. Mm-hmm. You know, and like seeing how like not only just putting things on, like even with the Black Panther movie that just came yeah. out, I feel like it's, it's sort of like giving people a different idea of like what community what's possible, what's possible yeah. mm-hmm. you know and i think that's what people are beginning to you know become hip to is sort yeah. of like how valuable we are yeah and and what we create so yeah. i'm looking forward yeah. to seeing it. did you see black panther yeah all right so what Great. was what was like your thoughts on it it was amazing man it was so powerful mm-hmm. you know you know what i'm saying just to see a different light of of, of black people mm-hmm. in general mm-hmm. right and it's like it's not it's not your typical black movie either right and and just to see the representation and just great acting great you know starting from the the director like like he's he's incredible he's young how old is he he's like 30 he's 31 31 he's killing it you know what i'm saying 
and he's from Oakland. Like I, yeah. I love seeing just like the representation with that. Yeah. And making such a great film. Yeah, I like um, watching his interviews. You see, and yeah, yeah, I saw and just hearing him talk. Yeah, right. He like he's from like- Oakland, dog. <laughs> he's from. He's not from San Francisco. He's yeah, from Oakland. For real, for and he, real. And he stays true to that. Yeah. And yeah. he and he's able to really, you know, what I love about him is that he's able to stay true to himself. Mm. And 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 make this like multi-million dollar Yo. film that I Yo. mean it's just yeah it's, it's like wild. it's showing all of us that you can win at being yourself at being yourself yes yeah. yes you know? that, that's that's the biggest takeaway Man. you don't have to conform to anything mm. right we have we have what it takes we have yeah. the value wow. you know what I'm saying yeah. um, and and just being you know being of African you know being African too is just lo- it's just great to see African kings and. Yeah. It was amazing, dog. Yeah, it was emotional. Yeah. It was yeah. emotional. I was like, yo. <laughs> like, the, the first... There was the, the scene when they're at the casino, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and uh, who had the red dress on? Was that Lupita? I forgot who had the red dress yeah, it was, on. It was, um... Yo, when she starts wilding out, where it's like she flies off, I'm like, yo. <laughs> I almost shed a tear. I was like, yo, yeah, this is amazing. Yeah, like, I was yeah. like... And, and just to see the woman empowerment, like, all that was just a beautiful that's thing. That's a whole nother thing, yeah, man. Yeah, like, yeah, just... Yeah. I'm telling you, like that's that's what happens when you just allow women to be themselves. Yeah. You know, you yeah. then you get a utopia. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, when when you stop controlling people. Yeah. You know, and I feel like that that was a beautiful thing just to even see how, like even the reaction I saw while I was in Brazil. Oh, dope! And just oh, to sort of see people's reaction to. What you watch in Brazil? Was it just like at a at a regular movie theater? Like yeah, it, it was like a it's one of like the feature theaters mm. in Brazil, dope. and like just to see like it be bought out by the black community right. like everyone just came out and like took ownership of this like, yeah. this is our movie we're gonna support this yeah. you know and then just even after just having conversations with people and you know even just seeing people express themselves and almost feel like they they saw themselves in the movie wow. you know like yeah. for the first time they could actually see like themselves represented in a great light not, not even just a good light a great light, great light you know and it just felt good you know and, and um yeah, it just so there was just so many layers to the film that I think like we're gonna be talking about for years, you know, just in terms of what you know it actually means for us. And I'm just happy to see see that it's just almost like a representation of what what's happening in the larger scene, yeah. you know, or the community. I should say. Yeah, yeah, I feel yeah. like you know you have like the Get Outs, you have like the the Black Panthers, and then you have what we're doing, you know, culturally in terms of even what you're doing in terms yeah. of being super successful in architecture. Mm-hmm. And then you have, you know, our, our friends, you know, being super successful in their creative endeavors and like everyone sort of realizing who they are at the same time. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting. It's like when you observe it, like everyone's like becoming aware of how powerful they are at the same time. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and like yeah. and, and like bigging up other people who they see are also doing yep. their thing. It's yep. like so I feel like, you know, it's 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 a very telling time of where we're all going to be going in the future. For you know, sure. I feel For it. Sure. I feel it, man. For sure, man. Yeah. So, so do you do you see yourself like you know staying in New York, or do you want to move in the future? Or? I think I'm gonna end up back west. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I think I think within the next like two years. Mm-hmm. So so what I'm trying to do is really the next you know the time I got in New York mm-hmm. really go hard. Yeah. I need to go hard, mm-hmm. right? And then go back west. Real. Yeah. Nice. I think I think I'm ready for that. Nice man. Um, nice. Nothing against New York. I still love New York, but I think it's just time that I switch it up again. Yeah. Yeah. And LA right now is cool. It's like there's a really cool scene popping. Like growing up, I left when I was 17. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I never really knew LA, LA like that. Right, right, right. Um, but just how downtown's popping now. Like there's a lot of cool cultural stuff that's going on in LA, mm-hmm. and I want to be part of it. Nice. I nice. want to be part of it. And also just like building wise, I think there's a crazy market out there right now mm-hmm. that I want to be part of. Yeah, man. Yeah. Nice, man. Nice. 
Well, I, I'm really glad that we were able to get you on the podcast yeah, again, yeah, man. man. Like, I feel like just in the short amount of time that we've had, mm-hmm. like, there's so much that you've sort of For shared. Sure. I appreciate it, man. And Thank a lot you. of jewels that people can really yeah. learn from, man. Thank you so, for me. Absolutely, yeah. man. So, for those who don't know, like, how can they find you, your work, and everything? Yeah, so on, you can find me on Instagram uh, at lost underscore angles, lost underscore angles. Um, connect with me there. Nice, yeah. nice man. Well, thank you once again, man. And um, you, I'm sure we're going to be seeing a lot more of you, you know, killing it in the future, man. So thank you, brother. Thank you again. And this has been the Open Canvas with my brother Samson and I'm Taj Alexander. <laughs> we're out. All right, peace. To find out more about the Open Canvas, hit up our website, theopencanvas.com. Also, stay tuned to our Instagram at theopencanvas. And for any questions or inquiries, hit up my email, Taj T A J dot open canvas at gmail.com this has been the open canvas produced by taj alexander